Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. Mother Teresa, come be my light, the private writings of the Saint of Calcutta. Chapter 13 continued. Without counting the cost. Mother Teresa had given her all to answer God's call without counting the cost. The fruitfulness of her apostolate came at the steep price of many years of sacrifice. The sisters living closest to her could not help but notice. She must have undergone martyrdom. Her extensive travels in crowded trains, only third-class compartments, her daily walks the slums and the dust and dirt, being tired, hungry, thirsty, not having any privacy, the door of her room always being open, no fan even in the hottest summer, small rooms, small chapels, a narrow, hard iron bed, all these and more, without ever a complaint. She would just say almost daily, all for Jesus, just like that, no comment, nothing. And when she had special trials or something, she used to teach us, you know, this is the chance for greater love. These were only the sufferings others observed, the excruciating interior ones she had kept well hidden. And even those closest to her would be able to comment on them only retrospectively. Jesus used all the sufferings Mother went through in the dark night of the Spirit to bless the work. His work prospered, but Mother suffered immensely. But Mother was totally surrendered to whatever the Lord wanted. In the midst of all her activities, and in constant interior pain, Mother Teresa was fully involved in community life with her sisters. During her extensive travels, during her extensive travels, she would at times reach her destination after midnight. But she would still be up at 4.40 in the morning, first in the chapel for morning prayers, and ready to carry out the day's demanding work schedule. This routine continued until shortly before her death. During 1994 and 1995, Mother led a normal life, following the whole timetable, meeting visitors, answering the phone, etc. From time to time, she suffered from bouts of cough and colds, malaria, etc. She had broken her shoulder bone and fractured three ribs due to a fall in Rome. But this was not enough to keep Mother in bed. She was always in haste to give Jesus and gave no thought for herself. At the age of over 80, it surely was not easy to have a hectic day followed by handling the mail each night. However, Mother gave herself completely. When visiting the houses of her congregation, she would share in doing the simplest tasks with her sisters. Her example spoke to them more eloquently than her words. As a sister testifies, 
I remember once when Mother came to Baton Rouge. I was watching Mother's every step. After we had lunch, Mother helped us to wash the dishes, and she was the first one to take the duster to clean off the table. Mother had people crowded outside. And here mother is doing the humblest task, like a simple sister. Mother Teresa accepted all the interior and exterior sufferings God gave her as a privilege, using them to fulfill the aim of her congregation. Yet it was not with a sense of helplessness or passive resignation that she lived. Rather, she radiated the joy of belonging to God of living with him. She knew that after the pain of the passion, the joy of the resurrection would dawn. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians, dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. St. Philip Neri, gentle God of youth, patron of thy own, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Mother knew that the passion and the pain of the passion led to the joy of the resurrection. And this is very, very important for us to keep in mind, too. After Good Friday comes Easter Sunday. This is the Paschal mystery, the mystery of the Passover of the Son of God. He passed from this world to the Father. And in passing from this world to the Father, he took us with him. We are dead to our sins in him, through him, with him. He took our sins with him on the cross. We were buried with him in baptism. And we've been raised up with him to a new life, the life of the children of God. God the Son became the Son of Man so that the sons of men could become the sons of God. This is his plan. And we become sons of God, sons and daughters, children of God, by entering into his passion and his resurrection. We have to share in that. And the more we share in it, the more we enter fully into the divine life as adopted children. But the path into the life of God is through his cross and resurrection. But they go together. He did not die except so he could rise. And he rose so he could ascend into heaven and therefore send the Holy Spirit upon us so that we, as we suffer, might share in his sufferings. And Mother Teresa did not waste her sufferings. She didn't complain unnecessarily. She saw them as a kind of privilege. A privilege to do what? a privilege to grow in love, all for Jesus. This is a chance for greater love. 
Maybe this job is someone else's to do, we can say. Maybe we've been asked to do something or a responsibility has fallen on us. And we think, well, why isn't someone else doing it? Shouldn't someone else be doing it? Well, maybe. But if it's come to us, it's a chance for greater love. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.